Welcome to Your Torah, a 36-week journey into the world of the 63 books of the Mishnah, 18 minutes at a time. A project of Jofa UK, designed as a special invitation to engage in Torah and make it yours. This episode of Your Torah is dedicated by Suzanne Weiniger, in memory of her sister, Devorah Golda Bat Yosef Michael. Hello, my name is Leah Tarragon-Zeller, and I'm a Jewish chaplain at the University of Cambridge. I am also a social anthropologist, and I conduct research here in Cambridge at the Wolf Institute. Putting these two together, I would say that I am very much intrigued by the social aspects of Judaism. And because of that type of background, I am extremely excited to introduce the Seder of Nezikin. One of the reasons I would say that I am so intrigued by Seder Nezikin, because Seder Nezikin, to translate that to English, would be damages. So this Seder has in it so many details about Jewish law. It really has almost anything you can think of. It covers pretty much anything you want. It covers murder, kidnap, murderous bulls, stoned oxen, dangerous holes. It even has stories about witches and seduction and swearing and bondage as in slavery. So to give you a nice intro to Nizikin is really to say that there's no shortage of action and excitement. And what I would love to say about it is that it really gives you a wonderful way to see the depth and the detail that Jewish law has really focused on when thinking about both civil law and court cases, etc. But I just want to give one warning before I go into the list of the different masachtot that appear in the order of damages. And it's just to say that there are 10 different masachtot in this seder, all of which are extremely interesting And what I would say also is that when you start learning them, you are going to be really, really intrigued and you're going to want to go to the Talmud itself for the full story because these Masechtot are really the beginning of a discussion and the even more details will be in the follow-up. The full story will be in the Talmud. So I'm about to expand on what the Seder really has overall. And my warning is that it's extremely interesting and you are going to want to, after reading through the Mishnah, go towards um, the Gemara, which is, of course, a great thing to want to do. So that's my introduction and I want to go in to give a little bit of a description of all of the 10 different Masachtot that appear in the Seder. And to introduce them, I would like to use the introduction that the Rambam gives. He really gives a description of the reasoning behind the particular order of these 10 parts of Seder Nezikin. So the first three Masachtot are called sometimes the three Babot. And you may have heard of Baba Kama, Baba Metzia, and Baba Batra. Um, these three, some say, were actually one really, really, really big Masachet a way back, but because it was so much information, they were um, split into three, which I will go into a little bit more of a detail in a second, but just to say that they really begin discussing civil law. So Nezikin starts with these three Masechtot that are really just about ordinary lives and civil law. After these three first volumes, there's a transformation in where the interest lies, and we move from the individual home towards courthouses and towards justice in terms of law 
criminal law and the Jewish court system. So really, it's quite a big shift. So we start from the personal during the three first Masachtot, um, and then we really move towards the institutions of justice. And then we have Masachet Sanhedrin, which is a beautiful Masachet about the pursuit for justice and social order within the court of law. After that, we have other Masachtot, Masachet Makot, Masachet Shavuot, Avodah Zarah. Uh, Masachet Makot is a tiny Masachet that comes after Masachet Sanhedrin, which is literally about the Sanhedrin and about court. Um, Makot is a very, very short one. And then we have Avodah Zarah and Shavuot and Masachet Avot. So if we started with personal law and then we moved to um, the Jewish court of law, the end is with more ideological types of behavior with Masechet Avot, which is probably the most common Masechet that most of you have probably learned before, but it's really the only part of Nezikin, of damages, that doesn't have any um, application in terms of practical Jewish law, but it has great importance in terms of where we're trying to get in our daily lives. So Now that we have three different sections, I feel comfortable to move in and to give a short description of each of the Masachtot. And after I do that, stay tuned because I will try to go through one Mishnah, talk about it, and we'll end there with some thoughts about what we can actually do um, about all this. So the three babot that I've said already a few times, bab in Hebrew means sha'al or gate, which actually is also similar to the Arabic word bab. As I said, this used to be one volume, but it was divided into three. And all three of the babot, baba kama, baba metzia, and baba batra, all of them are really about responsibility of oneself, of one's body, of one's belongings, of one's animals. Masechet um, Baba Kama, which is the first one, Kama is first, and it introduces what's called the four Avot Nezikim, which means the fathers of damage. So the different types of damages, or to use a different word, the four types of categories of harm that one can do. So it's a question of what types of things would I do that would make myself have to pay a person who has been caused harm by myself, by my body, by my animal, by my goat, by my sheep, and then what type of cost I would have to pay them for that. So just to give you a fun example, we just studied this with our kids. One is six and one is four. And we were speaking to them about you know the different harms that we can do. So we were speaking about how my animal can cause harm or what happens if I dig a hole somewhere and somebody falls into it or what happens if I start a fire. Am I responsible for a fire that I started? Am I responsible for a pit that I dug in the middle of the park? And am I responsible for my animals? Even if I've done the best job holding them on a leash, etc., what happens if they break through? So that was the first gate. And now we're moving to Baba Mitzia. Mitzia is like the word in Hebrew, Emtza. So Baba Mitzia, the middle gate, deals with civil matters and particularly issues of ben adam between people. It's very interesting for those of you who are interested in economic disputes and um, rights of workers, civil rights of workers, etc. I'm moving quickly um, to the next one, Baba Batra, which is the last gate of these first three. And Baba Batra deals with civil matters, and particularly its interest focuses the most, I would say, in terms of land ownership. So now we've gone through the first three tractates. 
Um, and we're moving from personal civic law, things that happen to every single person in their everyday life, because who doesn't have issues of these types? Um, then we move to Masechet Sanhedrin. And Masechet Sanhedrin, um, which is really about the Jewish court of law, is a really, really um, important project that starts in ancient Judaism. And I, for one, am really, really, really honored and privileged to be part of a religion that has really been seeking to strive for justice for a really, really long time. And I guess um, what I will say quickly is that there are different types of courts, courts that are made out of three judges that usually focus on economic disputes. There are courts of 23 people that are called a small Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin Ketana. They're considered small, but they can give um, the death penalty, which I will speak about um, later. The biggest court, the Sanhedrin Gdola, the big Sanhedrin is 72 members who um, sit in this court and they make, I would say, uh, more political and communal types of judgments in terms of Avodah Zarah. If there are very serious halachic disputes, they will be the highest court. They really serve as a type of supreme court and they can also judge a Kohen Gadol or things like that. Right after Masechet Sanhedrin, there is a very, very small Masechet called uh, Masechet Makot. It only has three chapters, and it um, really, really focuses on two topics. One is witnesses, and in particular, witnesses who are witnessing to something that um, they are making up. And and the other thing that they do is they discuss um, punishments that are literally Makot, lashes. So... I know it's quite controversial, and if we had time, we would definitely go into this more, but there were in the Jewish court of law in ancient times things that people, um, that if they did something, that they were actually physically given some type of hitting or lashing by the court. Yeah, we don't have time to talk about it, but as I told you, you're going to want to read the Gemara on this and maybe go towards the Halakha and see what Jewish law did with these types of things. Um, the next Masechet is Masechet Shvuot. Shvuot is not Shavuot, the festival, but Shvuot, which literally translate as oaths. And oaths deals with the various types of oaths and their consequences. So this tractate stresses on the importance of the words that we use and that we speak. And it gives four different types of oaths. And I don't have time to go in more detail um, to that. Um, the next one is Masechet Eduyot that talks about different testimonies, but it's actually quite a random tractate and it has together many, many different legal disputes and testimonies given by sages and different principles of halacha. It's quite an interesting um, Masechet. The next three, and we're almost done, are Avodah Zarah, a foreign worship that deals with the laws of interactions between Jews and Gentiles. And in general, it's really, really interesting to speak about idolatry. The next tractate is Masechet Avot, which literally is called Fathers, and it's a collection of the sage's favorite ethical maxims. So if you're looking for something easy to study with your children or with your friends, Masechet Avot is the um, thing. I love studying it with my son who is six, and he loves it a lot. Masechet Horayot, which is the last tractate in Nezikim, is a really, really, really special Masechet. The reason that I find it so inspiring is that Masechet Horayot is all about the mistakes that a Sanhedrin can make and what happens if our highest courts make mistakes and what happens if they make major mistakes. Um, it's really, really brilliant. And I think that if we're looking at the structure of all of Nezikim, 
ending with Maseret Horeot means that our sages knew that as much as we're trying to strive for justice, there are things called mistakes. Regular people make mistakes, and big judges and rabbis make mistakes as well. And when they finish with Maseret Horeot, they're really teaching us that as much as we have to strive for it, we should know that we make mistakes. Now, on that note, I wanted to share um, one part of Masechet Sanhedrin that I found extremely inspiring. And when I was younger, when I was in high school, I was studying Daf Yomi. And I remember calling my father one day because I came across this Mishnah and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe um, how this went. So I found the whole aspect of giving the death sentence that the Jewish court of law in ancient times gave a death sentence. I found that to be really, really troubling. And um, if we look in Masechet Sanhedrin, Perekei, the fifth chapter, Mishnah Chet, it gives a description of what happens the night that you go home and you're about to give a death sentence to a person. And what's really beautiful about it is that the Mishnah goes towards everything that they can to make sure that this doesn't happen. So I won't go through the whole thing, but I'm going to um, read from the Mishnah a tiny bit. It says, So if at the end of the day, they find a merit, so he goes home. And if not, they um, will make sure to start again in the morning. And then the Mishnah explains how they would go um, in couples' home. They wouldn't eat very much. They wouldn't eat a lot. They wouldn't drink any wine. And they would stay awake all night. And the next morning, the first thing that they would do is go back to the court because you can't decide that a person will be put to death at the end of the day. It has to be in the morning. And it also tells us that they will try, even at the end of the day, if they have not been able to find a merit, they will try to sleep over it that night so that maybe somebody will have something good to say about this person so that they won't put him to death. And even more so, the Gemara, when they read this, they say that if nobody has found something good about this person, then you're not going to believe me. So you can look in the Gemara, Sanhedrin Yudzayin Amud Aleph, the Gemara says, if the whole courtroom thinks that this person should, um, should be sentenced to death, that person gets set free. Yes, that is the truth. You can go and check me. And why is this so? Because it can't be that we can't find a merit in a person. It can't be that everyone believes that this person did something wrong. And I find that to be so inspiring and so troubling simultaneously because it tells us that even though we're trying to get towards justice, we always have to look really, 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 really hard to find a merit. The Talmud tells us, the Mishnah, and then the Talmud tells us that it can't be that everybody sees someone in a bad light. It means that there must be something wrong. It must mean that there's something missing in the way um, that we're looking at the story. So we have to go to sleep and wake up the next morning and see if we can find some point of merit. And I find that to be very, very inspiring also in my life because so many times we judge people. We're not official judges, but we judge people so much. And what the Mishnah is saying, if you judge someone and you see something that's wrong, go to sleep. See if in the morning you can find a better way to look um, at that. So I hope that while you learn the tractate of Nizikin, you're inspired to try even harder to expand 
the ways in your life in which we're mindful about the responsibility that we have as humans to create, to build houses, to have children, to do business, but to try as much as we can not to cause harm and not to judge people. Yeah, enjoy your learning, and I hope that this is a great, great journey for all of you. This episode of Your Torah is brought to you by Jofa UK. In collaboration with women from around the world, who all share a passion for Torah study. If you are enjoying your Torah, consider sponsoring an episode. Find out more by visiting ukjova.org. Join the conversation on social media using the hashtag yourtorah.org.